A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Good morning and happy Monday. It is 5.05 right now and this is Reba McClone for the Midwest Farm Report. Although it is a Monday and I understand how difficult that can be, it is Christmas week. So that's something to look forward to. It's Monday, December 23rd. And right now we are only two days away from one of my favorite holidays throughout the year. Looking ahead to our show today... Coming up in just a few minutes, we have Pam Yonke talking with Todd Novak about the Governor's Water Quality Task Force and what they found out about over the last seven months and what they're hoping the next steps are regarding that. Coming up right around 525, we'll be talking with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck, and he's going to give us an insight to the weather today and throughout the week, and we'll see what travel conditions are going to look like for those of you who are going to be traveling to visit family for the holidays as well. Right around 535, we'll have our agribusiness news where we have just Josh Scramlin talking with Senator Tammy Baldwin about some of the funds that she's secured for Wisconsin agriculture and agriculture in general across the country. And then closer to the end of the hour, we're going to be talking with Megan Hanishuk, who is the general manager at Midwest Horse Fair, talking about how you can maybe get some last minute Christmas gifts for that horsey person in your life. So that's a preview of our show today. As always, you can find us online at themidwestfarmreport.com. And while there, sign up for a free fabulous farm baby bit. That's thanks to our friends at Quick Trip, who are proud supporters of Wisconsin agriculture, and they want to thank you for your support. So all you have to do is sign up. We'll send you a free bib with a special gift from Quick Trip. And while you're at the MidwestFarmReport.com, you can sign up for our daily newsletter so you can keep up with all of our farm and agribusiness news right in your inbox. We'll send you an email every day with the biggest stories that we've been covering. All right, we'll be back right after this with Pam Yonke talking to Todd Novak. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. This time of the year, if you want to check water quality, talk to an ice fisherman because they're, for the most part, our closest to the water around Wisconsin and most other people. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, Pam, while we may uh, have a little fun with our water this time of the year in the form it's in, it is still something that is an ongoing task to make sure water in Wisconsin is top quality. You bet, Bob. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And of course, the governor made 2019 the year of water, the year of water quality focus. And that's exactly what's been happening. State Representative Todd Novak uh, from the 51st District has been chairing the Water Quality Task Force in the state. Seven months that they've been out pounding on the road, going from one location to the next, listening to public input and science that's been presented. I talked with Todd now that they've wrapped up their round-the-state tour and are getting ready to actually put together legislation that will be introduced in early 2020 that could uh, provide some guidance when it comes to water quality about what this effort has been like you know you've come into a situation like this with uh, probably some preconceived ideas on what you're going to hear what you're going to learn 
Todd Novak says he thought he knew it all when it came to water quality, but got a big surprise. Well, I thought I knew a lot about it when I started, but um, by the time seven months where the hearings were done I, I, I learned so much more there's water is such a complex issue you know and um, we, we heard from so many people so many experts and all 16 members of us in the task force were just in awe of the information we learned so um, the hard part is actually now it wasn't sitting down and having hours worth of hearings and learning all this information it's now what do we do with it how do we put it in a bill how do we sell it to our colleagues and, and that's the process that's going to be hard and you've got at least a few initial drawings for us on the big blackboard. What resonates with you right off the top, Todd, as far as priorities on legislative bills you want to advance in 2020? Um, well, top priority, as I noted, was is fully funding county conservationists. Um, that is a big priority. And also we'll be coming out with some bills that um, we need data. We learned that the one important thing was we need more data and the science has gotten so good so we're trying to encourage counties to do water studies because we need their data. Once we get the state of Wisconsin covered in data, then the science is so good we'll be able to pinpoint hot spots um, and go in and, and try to fix them. So that that's very important. So it's programs like that. We've got some great programs that we're going to expand on. Producer-led watersheds. I mean, we the groups and the fantastic work they're doing, we're going to expand on those. So it's a, a combo of new programs, existing programs, and expanding on them and taking what works and running with it. You've looked at urban municipalities. You've looked at rural applications. Are we going to be seeing more hybrids? How do you try to put those two pieces together? Uh, rural and um, local municipalities, you know, right now we're just concentrating on what we know as like the nit we have a nitrate issue. We have some areas that have a you know, lead issue. Yep. We have a septic system, system issue. So we want to get those now, and then we're going to go next session. The speaker wants to continue on this. He's assured me that this isn't all we're hearing about water. He wants us to keep working on it. So we're going to go more in depth into municipal stuff more into lead and things and issues like that as we keep going. Now there's a lot of farmers that are going to be anxious about this Todd thinking that this means more administrative rules uh, more restrictions help them understand really how you kept the priorities of advancing the program without uh, constricting a lot of things. Yeah there will not be any rules or regulations that are coming out and as I noted the governor has done that. He is going through the administrative rule process to address um, you know, the NR 151 lead and issues like that. So that kind of is off our plate because he's doing that administrative rules process, which is going to take up to 20, 20 years, uh, three, uh, three, three years. Um, I, the soonest we'll see any of those administrative rules that he's trying to do or doing will be 2022, and the legislature will have to sign off on those. So we're going to let that process take its place. How did agriculture play in on this, Todd? I mean, did you hear from farmers? What did you learn about agriculture and what we're doing? Well, initially the idea for this, as I mentioned, was a SIG study in southwest Wisconsin. And Representative Trano and I came up for the idea of the task force. The farmers came to us in our districts and said, hey... You, we need to get on. You need. To, we need, the state needs to do something. Help us. And so the farmers were right out front. I had farm groups that you wouldn't think normally get along together, and we, they were all on the same page. Um, you know, they, you know, they had different ideas, but everybody was. That was, I guess, what was great about doing this is groups you would never see work together were all together testifying in hearings, giving their ideas, and it, it was fantastic. So ag is every every single hearing we had. There were farmers there. 
um, the farm groups, Farm Bureau testified at every hearing or had farmers, so um, and different groups like that. So that was great. I we I think there's a lot of folks in agriculture that worry. Uh, we're still going to end up with a target on us because so many people don't understand how complicated water is and uh, don't want to give science the time to provide us direction. We have to give science the time. And, you know, and I have farmers tell me that when this all started, I got a lot of farmers contact me and say, well, you got, you know, they're nervous. And they said, hey, we just want a seat at the table. We want a seat at the table. We want to be part of the solution. So that's the way we went into this. We told the farm groups, you are at the table. Help us come up with a solution. So um, we never had anybody or any farm-related groups or anything come up and say, you shouldn't do anything. Never. That was never. Um, nobody ever said that. It was always, hey, you should try this. Look at this. Look at this farmer down the road. He's doing a great job. Maybe you could do something. So it was great. We heard so many ideas. Do some of those adversarial groups that are in central Wisconsin around some of the uh, hotbed, shall we say, for this conversation, want to see more aggressive advancement of restrictions or requirements of agriculture? I mean, I appreciate that all of agriculture is trying to work together, Todd, but sometimes the louder voices that seem to have the ear of a lot of people are on the other side of the table that want to give agriculture a black eye. I agree totally, and it was hard at times. Um, I will tell you one, I'm not going to name the group, one group at a hearing demanded that we eliminate farming unless there's 50 feet of soil on bedrock. I had the DNR run a map that would eliminate farming in two-thirds of Wisconsin. So we have to be realistic, and they have to be realistic. And I think, you know, I'm hopeful um, we're meeting with groups now to kind of go over what we did, um, kind of a preview of what we're going to do. And, um, I, and But I know there will be some groups that this is not going to be enough. And, and like I said, this is a start. Um, we just, the farm economy right now cannot handle what some of the, some groups want to do. So we're talking about something that's going to begin in 2020, and one comment that was made by uh, Representative Shanklin is stay active in this process in every way possible. Right, absolutely. Um, follow, follow the water. What we're doing, um, as I said, you're going to get a synopsis in the media when it comes out. Call your legislator, say, hey, what's this about? I urge people to do that because this is going to be some pretty detail-oriented stuff, and we want people to be involved in the process. We need them. If they like an idea, to possibly testify to hearing. Um, and um, some groups will be surprised what we come out with because they're going to say, hey, that's what we testified, so that's what we're going to need. So. And you said assembly is not the issue. Well, I, I, I would just say that what, you, what we come out with, I'm pretty sure we'll, the assembly will pass. Um, you know, there's 99 of us, there's 33 senators, so um, they're a little more conservative financially, so it's just talking to separate senators. We've already started that process to explain what we heard, what we know, and, um, um, and I, I think we'll get there. Now, you did mention you had a quote-unquote budget. Maybe go back a little bit there, Todd, since the speaker instigated and started some of this, how you're using the frame budget. Um, well, initially started, um, he was pretty pushing pretty hard on me. I, I originally was going to do six hearings, and he says, no, I want 14. I want you in every area of the state where there's a problem, and that's what we did. And then when we come in about got the process where we are going to put things together, he says, okay, you have X amount of dollars. Try to work within that frame. But he, he also caveated for this session. He says, right now this session is what we're going to do. During the budget process, JFC pulled out some water-related items the governor put in, knowing we were going to come back and get that money. So we knew that we had you know, money there. So you know, every, the JFC might have pulled something. 
and then they let me know, um, hey, sure. we pulled X, um, that's that's there for you. So Okay. So, again, we want people to follow along, stay engaged, pay attention to the details. And you also said get all your associations in, ask other legislators to sign on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, keep in touch with your legislators. And um, we do have a website, waterqualitywi.com, that um, um, that all everything we heard is on there. I urge your uh, listeners to go there. That's Wisconsin State Representative Todd Novak from the 51st Assembly District lives in Dodgeville. He is the chair of that water quality task force, along with his vice chair, Representative Katrina Shanklin from the 71st Assembly District. They are going to be working hard on new legislative tools for 2020. As uh, Novak kind of pointed out, uh, it's probably going to get easier to accomplish some things as far as this water quality task force is concerned on the Assembly side versus the Senate side. That's why he wants all farmers and rural landowners to stay engaged in the process. WaterQualityWI.com. That's the site where you can find more. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help in identifying suspects involved in a shooting incident. On December 10th at 11.28 p.m., Madison police officers were dispatched to the 2300 block of Allied Drive regarding a shooting of an occupied residence. Multiple people called 911 to report hearing multiple gunshots in the area. Officers found 13 bullet casings and approximately 10 of the bullets fired, struck a residence, and traveled through windows spraying glass. Home at the time of the shooting was a 42-year-old female, a 22-year-old year old male and a nine-year-old male. Most were asleep when the shooting began and the female sustained non-life-threatening injuries from the flying glass. Unbelievably, no one was struck by a bullet. The suspects are at large and have not been apprehended. If you have any information regarding the identity of these suspects or information regarding this senseless act of violence, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at geeksmania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odano Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at geeksmania.com. Edinburgh, Belfast, Dublin, those are just a few of the stops on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yankee, inviting you to come along. Scotland and Northern Ireland are next destinations, September 15th through the 25th. We'll visit the Titanic Belfast Museum, take in the breathtaking Giant's Causeway. We'll also tour the cities of Belfast and Dublin. For details, call 800-826-2266 or go to MidwestFarmReport.com. Wisconsin construction, no problem. She and her horse are champion barrel racers, and those orange cones are no match. This is the Farm Report with Reba McClone. Good morning and welcome back. It is 520 right now, and we are on the line with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, you know, it wasn't too bad of a morning coming in, and I have a little holiday shopping to do after work today. Am I going to be doing okay? You're going to be just fine, except that you probably won't feel much like Christmas with that really mild air around. 
I know. It's I, been shocking. It, it's been just so very, very mild. Uh, yesterday's highs, 48 at La Crosse, 53 officially at Madison. Really, really unusual, well above normal highs to the tune of, you know, 20, 21, 22 degrees, somewhere in there. That's really incredible. Now, I did happen to see a lot of fire machinery moving, a lot of corn on the roads. We went back to northeast Wisconsin a little early Christmas over the weekend. I'm sure we're going to see more of that because we're not adding moisture but we're going to start getting more muddy again. Now, not because there's a whole lot of new precipitation, but just because of that mild air. A weak cold front will drop southeast through Wisconsin today. That front lining up from far northwest Wisconsin to southwest Minnesota, it will drop south and east end of the state. There's no precipitation around it. Have no fear. I expect that little front drops in, and what it will do is turn the winds to the north here as we head through the afternoon. We don't cool off all that much. A few more degrees overnight, maybe staying a few degrees cooler tomorrow. Nothing drastic, but as that front moves back as a warm front, that's why toward Christmas Day, a little light precipitation may develop. In the south, we have to talk about a little drizzle, maybe freezing drizzle, much, much further north, just a little light snow. Only light precipitation is all I'd expect that this little frontal boundary is going to be able to kick off, and it will be pretty scattered. So no major storms. Should be pretty clear sailing here right on into the holiday, and even after, toward the weekend, things may change. I'll have forecast details right after this. Take nothing for granted. That is a principle that has guided McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City for more than 100 years. Fabulous farm-made Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12 in the heart of Sauk City, where they want to pause during this holiday season and remind you how important you are to them. You're their neighbors, you're their friends, and of course, you're their customers. And they don't take that relationship for granted. McFarland's tries to give back to the community in a lot of different ways, supporting community events and festivals, making sure that they're giving you top quality service all under one roof. So during the holiday season, whether you're looking for that special gift or getting ready for more of uh, Mother Nature in winter, McFarland's is there to help you all under one roof. And again, during the holiday season, they want you to know McFarland's doesn't take your friendship, your support, or your business for granted. Happy Holidays from McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, in the heart of Sauk City. All right, and we are back on the line with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, as much as I don't like the cold and wet of winter, I don't know if this is exactly what I was all expecting. (laughs) Don't feel bad about that. It's another very mild day that's going to be in store. I think yesterday might have been the warm one, but nonetheless today, partly sunny skies, mid and upper 40s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. They'll become northeast in the afternoon. That's when that cool front drops in. Overnight, there'll be more cloudy skies. We don't cool a great deal again. Oh, back down toward 30 or so with winds returning back to the southeast by late in the night, only about 5 to 10. Nothing drastic there. Partly sunny Tuesday, mid and upper 40s once again, warmest in southern Wisconsin. South winds about 5 to 10, and by Christmas Day, mostly cloudy and still pretty mild. Upper 40s, I'd expect we see. South winds about 5 to 10. There is that chance Christmas Day, late in the day or in the night, of just a little light snow, maybe some drizzle in the south. A slight chance early Thursday as that warm front kind of meanders around 
Otherwise, only cooling a few degrees, still well above normal, Reba, right on to the end of the week. It's just crazy to think about how it's not going to be a white Christmas. Well, it is up north back toward home for you and I, but not here in the south. I guess so. Not Well, thank you so much, Stu, and we appreciate all your wisdom, and we will check in with you tomorrow on Christmas Eve. You bet. We'll catch you then. Sounds great. Thanks again. That was Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck giving you an insight of what your weather is going to be looking like over the next few days as we go into the holiday season, and we'll be back after this. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, We'll defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org MLB. Stand up with us. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, 
diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. I'm sure you're aware, because you're the guy who leads the crusade on the Ron Dane bull yardage, which is probably out of the, all the stupid things the NCAA does, and we could do a whole four hours on the stupid crap the NCAA does. Not giving Ron Dane the bull yardage is about the stupidest thing the NCAA has done, right? Most annoying for me. So More annoying than Nelson? <laughs> no, no. Among the things NCAA does. Yeah, gotcha. NCAA does. So. Okay, so Ron Dane didn't get credit. He had nearly 1,000 rushing yards in four bowl games. He'd be, uh, Zach, he would be with his bowl yards 7,125. He would be 800 yards ahead of Donnell Pumphrey for the all-time leading rusher. But he's not, so Pumphrey is number one. Guess who is number five because he's also given credited for his bull yardage, that would be Jonathan Taylor. So here was my theory today, Zach. If Jonathan Taylor, who we're all talking about, man, can you imagine if he had come back next year, what he would have done to the record? Here's the thing. He's 326 yards behind Donnell Pumphrey. How about Paul Chris just to stick it to the man, to make a point <gasps> of the lunacy, have Jonathan Taylor go ham in the Rose Bowl, get 326 yards, Set the all-time leading rushing record with an asterisk in three years. What do you think? Stick it to him. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It'd be fantastic. I mean, Wisconsin would own the record and then actually really own the record. I mean, it'd be, they'd have the two leading rushers in NCAA history. The real one in Ron Dane and number two, but number one in everybody's book. But that'd be awesome. Oregon, I mean, pretty, pretty good defense. Yeah, what are they, 10th? Uh, I think they only average, like, they give up like 100 rushing yards a game, I think is what it is. They're they're one of the better rushing defenses in the country, so that's that that's unfortunate for Jonathan Taylor. But you know, Ohio State was number one rushing defense in the country. He put one forty eight on them, so you know he's got he's he's shown that he can do it against good defenses. 
326 or what? what you, whatever you said it was. 326 to break Pumphrey, which yeah, I mean, Zach, yeah. I had, I mean, I knew he obviously was in the top. I had no idea he was that close and close in a relative oh, yeah. term. That I mean, that's a monster game. But I mean, it's it's not like it's uh, Melvin Gordon at 407. I mean, we've seen uh, Taylor had 323 last year against Purdue. Like I can't believe, and I don't think it's going to happen. But just to put the what if scenario, can you just imagine? If he drops like a buck seventy in the first half, and you're just sitting there thinking at halftime, why not? Just yeah. do it. It'd be amazing. I mean, it. It, it it would be amazing. It would be the greatest way to finish off a, a career too, because everyone has pointed, been upset that he didn't get invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, and then the guy goes out in his final game and puts up three twenty six and breaks the record, and Wisconsin wins the Rose Bowl for the first time in twenty years, and he put that all together. Be the best possible way for him to go out. It'd be amazing. Even you know they didn't win a Big Ten title during his time, but. That'd be as epic as you could possibly go. Zach, isn't Jonathan Taylor, didn't he just win uh, another unanimous All-American, the first in Wisconsin history to do it, back-to-back? Yeah, the first player in to uh, be a two-time unanimous first-team All-American. But he can't get invited to New York. Nope, but he got close. This is the closest he's gotten this year. Yeah, was fifth. Fifth. So come back close. next year and he'll be a finalist. Yeah, he's coming back, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Well, uh, since I got you, I want to ask some, some recruiting day stuff. But, I mean, we, we did this as a topic. I know you have been championing this cause. I mean, the, the Dane thing is is lunacy, right? I, it'd be one thing if it was like if Ron Dane played in 1908 and we're looking at like grainy Zapruder footage of Ron Dane like running against, you know, Minnesota in an 8-5 game with like an oblong football. He played like 15 years ago. It's not like he played in an era gone by. We can pretty easily determine how many rushing yards Ron Dane had in his four bowl games and add him to his total. Yeah, no, there's no doubt that they could do that, and, and they know that. But the thing with their, in their mind is that just because you could add all of his stats, can you add all the stats from the 1938 Gasparilla Bowl that uh, featured, you know, and, and that, and who was a guy who had a five-yard punt return, all those things have to be added back in. And this is them saying, uh, you know, the guys that won the rushing title in 1956, are you going to go back and take the title away from them because – uh, the guy, uh, somebody in a bowl game had more yards and ended up leading the country in rushing. Like those are their excuses for it, and I think they're pathetic excuses. I don't really give a crap about who won the rushing title in 1956. I care about who is the all-time leading rusher in NCAA history. So get that fixed. Boom! And, you tell him, Heilprin. Hell yeah! No, and I think when they originally made this idea back in 2002, when they started adding the bowl stats in, the internet and its ability to you know, gather information was not nearly as as uh, prevalent as it is now, and I think it's a lot. Welcome back. It's currently 535 on Monday, December 23rd. We've got Josh Scrambling coming up now, talking with the U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agribusiness News Desk. Fiscal year 2020 spending bill is moving through Washington, nearly $1.4 trillion in funding. And for Wisconsinites, Senator Tammy Baldwin secured $20 million for the Dairy Business Innovation Initiative. I'm joined on the phone right now by the Senator. Senator, thank you so much for your time. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Of course, of course. Now, what needed to be done to get that $20 million in the spending bill? Well, I um, am fortunate to uh, have a seat on the Agriculture Appropriations Committee. So that really is a committee that, among other things, um, tracks all of the programs that were created or continued in the Farm Bill and um, makes sure that uh, the 
uh, programs that have been created are funded so they can reach their uh, potential. So one of the things I um, pushed in the Farm Bill was the Dairy Business Innovation Act. This is uh, especially uh, powerful in these very, very difficult times for dairy. Um, it, it, what it does is um, it recognizes that uh, farmers and cheesemakers and other dairy processors um, need to have the tools to innovate and to develop new products, new markets, uh, new processes um, in order to, uh, uh, you know, make ends meet and uh, uh, sort of survive through these very lean times. Um, and so having uh, funded it to sort of get off the ground last year, uh, this year, we've secured a significant um, increase in funding, $20 million for the innovation initiative. Um, so this will open up new resources for our dairy businesses to foster innovation, um, update their manufacturing processes, uh, reach new markets so that Wisconsin's dairy industry can continue to lead the nation. Now, I'm curious about the dynamic in the Senate. Do other U.S. senators look at this as something to get excited about? And I'm thinking maybe specifically farm state senators. You know, um, this was uh, certainly a uh, coalition of folks. Um, it, the support came from uh, folks who were um, representing dairy-intense uh, states, and so uh, that's kind of where it started, but it has really expanded. And when you put a farm bill together and an ag appropriations uh, bill together, you're, um, you're realizing that different senators are going to be champions of different um, sectors based on their home state. So um, I'm working uh, very hard on the whole situation of uh, the dairy industry uh, with a number of my colleagues, um, but others say from Georgia are focusing on cotton. <laughs> now, I want to move along to your Farmers First Act. I'm on the phone right now with U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin. $10 million secured. The act provides critical mental health and stress reduction resources for farmers and ag workers. How will this $10 million help combat the different types of crises that we are seeing on farms and in rural Wisconsin? So the the toll that our very difficult times um, have uh, taken on farmers and farm workers and other rural residents is real, and it is um, uh, quite uh, alarming. Um, when you're dealing with uh, uh, mental health challenges, uh, high levels of stress, um, we are seeing higher rates of death by suicide in the um, farming community, and it's devastating. It's devastating to um, families. It's devastating to the fabric of the community in which, um, uh, in in which uh, you know, are shocked by these um, these events. Um, we have to do a better job of outreach and support and referral to um, the type of services that um, people can uh, deal with their stress issues and deal with the mental health issues that um, this very difficult environment is causing. Um, so what this, uh, what this funding uh, will do is um, support local mental health resources and expand access to stress reduction strategies for people who work in agriculture um, that will help tackle this problem and, frankly, save lives. 
Um, the funding will provide competitive grants um, through the State Department of Agriculture and Cooperative uh, Extension um, and other nonprofit organizations. It'll do things like establish helplines, websites, support groups, um, farmer-led support groups, uh, and training on signs of stress and suicide prevention for people who on a routine basis are working with farmers. Yeah, you touched on it, but if farmers want to take advantage of these funded programs, how can they do so for those that are listening right now? Um, First, I I would say uh, access through Cooperative Extension and the State Department of Agriculture, DATCAP in Wisconsin, um, would be uh, an important uh, way of, of accessing. Uh, if you're looking for funding for an organization that wants to provide this um, community-based uh, 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 support and referral, um, that would be done uh, through the um, State Department of Agriculture. However, um, anybody who um, is, uh, say, one of those people who is on a routine basis in touch with uh, with farmers and farm workers, um, this is uh, it'd be especially important for uh, them to get training so that they can look for the signs of stress and uh, potential uh, uh, suicide. Thank you so much, Senator Tammy Baldwin. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Of course, the pleasure is all mine. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. Welcome back. We'll have a brief look at what's impacting the markets and then have a look at those opening market numbers. Agriculture groups are pleased with the House passage of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Dan Hailstrom is the president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation and said that the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement's greatest strength is the fact that it solidifies the relationship between the three countries and that Mexico and Canada are critical markets for American beef, lamb, and pork. It was essential to get this done to really solidify our reputation as a reliable supplier. So the agreement does not change anything in terms of zero duty to both countries. That remains the same, but what it does do is it really eliminates some of the uncertainty surrounding these markets. And now here's a look at those opening market numbers. Cash corn is going to start the day at 387 and three quarters with cash beans at 928 and a quarter and wheat prices starting at 524 and a half. January milk prices will start the day at 1736 with February milk at 1740. We'll be back right after this. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message 
that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Castles, culture, and cows. That's the combination we've got lined up for you on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yonke inviting you to come along to Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. We'll start off with three nights in Glasgow, where we'll cruise Loch Lamont, tour the Inverary Castle. Then it's on to historic Edinburgh and touring the capital cities of Belfast and Dublin. Just think about the history there. You want to talk history? We'll be touring the Titanic Belfast Museum and also witnessing the breathtaking Giant's Causeway. We've got agricultural highlights included, a visit to an Ireland dairy farm, and the fantastic National Museum of Rural Life in Scotland. Call 800-826-2266 for details or email me for a brochure, pam at midwestfarmreport.com. Also online, holidayvacations.com. Scotland and Ireland, join us. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to forget about those big events that we're going to enjoy come spring of 2020. Well, during the holiday season, perfect time to stop and think about one. It's time to visit with our friends from the Midwest Horse Fair. Yes, that's right. Don't forget that show, which comes up generally in April, should be on your minds right now. Megan Hanashuk is in the studios with us. She's the general manager of the Midwest Horse Fair. And I was kind of noticing on the website and via the newsletter that I receive, there's a lot of opportunity. If you've got somebody in your family that's a horse enthusiast, horse owner, uh, a wannabe horse person, maybe, you know, tickets to the Midwest Horse Fair or something from the Midwest Horse Fair, that might really be the bill. That's part of the reason why I wanted to have you in today. Yeah, it's really, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's um, it's an experience that you're giving to someone. Um, there's educational opportunities, there's seminars, there's lectures, um, there's the opportunity to shop 500 different vendors um, and, and learn and have a good time and have fun. So it's um, for $15 for a one-day ticket, which is an advanced rate. Um, you're saving money from at purchasing at the gate. Um, it's, a, it's a great stocking stuffer. Yeah. Well, when I think about the season pass, some of those folks uh, may want to be there for an extended period of time. If you know somebody that's gone routinely, maybe you know sniff around a little bit. Those season passes are at a great discount. And again, as you say, something perfect for a stocking stuffer or for somebody's gift. Yeah, absolutely. For just thirty five dollars, that gets that gets you um, all three days of Midwest Horse Fair um, and the lectures and the demonstrations. Uh, that all changes from day to day. Um, vendors are offering different deals. There's um, there's plenty to fill to fill three full days and, and leave you wanting more for the next year. And if you want a unique way to give those single day passes or season tickets, you guys got some cool merchandise too. Again, something if you're even if you're not going Going to be attending, you can carry that to the office, uh, put it up uh, uh, in the in the house, and know that you're supporting the Midwest Horse Fair. Yeah, it's some great souvenirs, some new things we're trying this year. We've got real horse hair uh, Christmas ornaments, real horse hair keychains. Uh, of course, there's always uh, apparel and coffee mugs. Um, 
got everything from you know, baby onesies and youth all the way up to adults, a wide range of, of variety at MidwestHorseFair.com. And if you're uh, particularly fond of like the rodeo, now those are tickets, again, uh, that traditionally routinely sell out, especially that Friday night performance. Um, so like I said, they can purchase those online too, can't they, Megan? They can starting uh, January 3rd with Ticketmaster, uh, Ticketmaster.com. They can. Um, but yeah, if you've got someone that you're maybe you're not seeing right at Christmas time and right. it's something you can you can give just after the holidays. And as always, you know, one thing that I look forward to is uh, the newsletter that the Midwest Horse Fair sends out routinely. The reason being, uh, there's a lot in this show. It's nice to take a little bit at a time, and that's what the newsletter is all about. Can anybody basically sign up for that? You don't have to be in the media, do you, Megan? No, it's it's open to anyone. We're yeah, we're happy to share. It's for attendees, people who are looking to participate, people who are looking to be vendors. Um, it really applies to all aspects. Um, you know, upcoming, we've got some um, opportunities to participate with your horse. Maybe that's something you've always wanted to do. Um, you're looking for a learning experience, clinic participation application is up until January 9th. Um, maybe you just want something fun to do with, uh, you know, a memory to create with your horse. The Grand March is a great, a great, great application to look into for that. And that one um, we have going until January 15th. Okay. Um, Good. Now, I want to also point out that the Midwest Horse Fair, while in Madison, it is a Midwest show. It is all about people from across the upper Midwest. But you've got a special target for our local horse providers, I guess we'd say, coming up in 2020. Tell me a little bit about uh, that stable role that you're putting together. Yeah, brand new this year. We're doing Stable Lane. It's it's kind of in conjunction with Stallion Avenue, which has been around with us for 40 years. Um, but we wanted to give the local, I really, that our Midwest family, um, an opportunity to come in and um, be featured and um, do it in an affordable way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we have obviously commercial uh, vendors who come in um, with exhibit space, but this stable lane, it's really targeted. It's um, a lower price point, um, but still great exposure. Um, they'll be in Pavilion 1, which is heated. It's near stable, uh, excuse me, uh, Stallion Avenue. Um, so near the horses and people who are, you know, looking to learn more and get involved and are looking for, um, lessons and training and and boarding facilities so stable lane gives our our local farms and local stables that opportunity to advertise and and we do uh the whole realm the social media um online advertising in print and then uh you know sixty two thousand people going through the doors so it's it's a it's a great new venue we're very excited excellent about. so i hope that our local folks in south central wisconsin will think about that midwesthorsefair.com can get you details and get you signed up another new element for the 2020 show that I'm kind of intrigued by. Uh, I don't know much about horses. I come clean about that right off the get-go. But you were telling me about a trend in uh, mountain riding that has been really, really hot and now you're bringing it to the Midwest Horse Fair. Yeah, trail riding specifically is really, I mean, it's always been around and um, people are very familiar with it, but we see a lot of um, casual riders. Maybe they don't want to go into the shows and they don't want to be um, 
super competitive on circuits, but um, trail riding really is uh, very, very up and coming trendy. And um, the Mountain Trail Challenge that we're hosting this year um, really pays tribute to that. We're partnering with the International Mountain Trail Challenge Association. Um, they have a worldwide following, um, but it's uh, it's very exciting. It's for people who aren't familiar with um, with it. It's a little bit more involved than kind of your average trail ride um, pattern that people see set in an arena setting. Um, the obstacles are a little bit more natural or realistic, a little more extreme in some cases. There's trenches and ponds, um, teeter-totters, balance beams. So it's a real um, exciting, it's a challenge, but also a very fun experience. And it's something new for people that may have never tried, as you said. And boy, I like the cash carrot at the end of that stick. Yes, fifteen thousand dollars. It's uh, yeah, it's it's something to get your heart going. Boy, I guess, and even youngsters can get in on this. Yes, it's uh, it's very versatile. So we'll have um, the opportunity for for youth, adults, um, trainers, and uh, all kinds of disciplines and breeds can participate. This whether you're English, you're Western, um, you you have an Arabian or a quarter mm-hmm. horse. Um, it's very it's very versatile. Um, there's also in, an in hand. Uh, class uh, as well for ponies and in hand class for horses. So it's it's very open and, in, and inclusive to all the different types of riders. And that will be specifically on Sunday. So for folks that might have been kind of caught up in a lot of activities Friday and Saturday, they can focus in specifically on this Sunday. Yes, Sunday, April nineteenth. It's going to run all day in the Coliseum. It's a very um, it's a very involved obstacle course. So it actually takes us overnight, um, the entire night hours to set up this course. Um, and so the competition will have 50, uh, 50 competitors running through, and that will go all day on Sunday. So uh, yeah, great great day to come to fair Sunday. And something like we said, always something different, something new, a little bit of a, a different angle on certain things that you may have come to know. Megan Hanashuk's in studio with us. Uh, tell me a little bit about themes or anything else that we may need to know. Uh, logistically, things are always changing around Madison. Make sure you got your hotel reservations. Parking's not getting any easier on you, huh? Not on Friday or Saturday. We we certainly um, we're always looking at ways to improve, and um, there are some external parking lots that we've been able to utilize, and that's helped speed things up and 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 make the lines much shorter. Right. Um, so we're always looking at things that we can do to to ease people's <laughs> ingress. But Sunday again, that's it's a great reason why to come on Sunday because the traffic isn't quite as heavy and um, and the attendance is slightly slightly lower. So sure. Sunday is a uh, Yep. Data target. Data target. Excellent. Well, like we said, though, be respectful of some of the deadlines if you want to be engaged in either that uh, stable lane, brand new opportunity for local providers of boarding, grooming, training, that type of thing. Uh, That's your in if you've been looking for one. And then again, like we said, that uh, uh, mountain trail riding, it's uh, something brand new. You may have seen it or heard about it. Now you can actually experience an up close and $15,000 your cash prize. Everybody can win though during the holidays with some of that great merchandise and of course uh, getting those tickets in advance for the big event coming up 2020 the Midwest